0: follicles are like cysts on the ovaries they aren't actually cysts they're misnamed the people who named PCOS actually said that the ovaries had a cyst-like appearance but to put it more accurately they're follicles and follicles are baby eggs that haven't fully developed yet it's like Hmm. partial ovulation so you have a bunch of like follicles that turn into cysts
1: Doctor said you got PCOS, now go on girl, just lose some weight Till I took the symptoms into my own hands and reversed them naturally So I became a dietitian and helped my sisters feel the best they've ever felt Take a step in my direction if you wanna prove them wrong Control of yourself. Join a sister and a you know, I got one of these whoop devices mm-hmm. that you put on your wrist and it's supposed to track like your heart rate, your sleep, your recovery, your workouts. Now I feel like, like I have like my mom s- s- standing over me and telling me I need to sleep more.
0: <laughs> Wrapped around your wrist, telling you how you feel.
1: Last night I was up until 3 a.m. working because like there was like some stuff we had to finish and I was behind on some work. I finished at 3 a.m. and I had to wake up at 7 AM. And then it told me I had 37% recovery <laughs> and my sleep score was like forty seven percent. That is so terrible. Which makes me feel even worse How than the actual even lack alive of sleep. Right now? I don't know, but now like it just it makes me feel even worse than the actual feeling of, you know. Not getting so you feel like now, you failed something. yeah, like now it's like reiterating the fact like, hey, this is the data. <laughs> you know?
0: What about last night when you were playing basketball and it yeah. was telling you to work harder?
1: Well, no, it was saying like I was playing basketball and like it tracks like your level of like strain. And then there's an optimum level where like it's either like it's a relaxing activity or you reach like this optimum level where it becomes like a, you know, like a moderately intense activity. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I want to get to that level mm-hmm. so i kept going kept going the bar was like getting closer and closer i was playing by myself for literally 35 minutes i was so close so i went 10 more minutes got that and i got the you came home
0: looking like a ghost like hungry yeah. tired exhausted aching yeah was it worth it
1: no i love i love playing basketball
0: yeah it's kind of cool it's like kind of making you work harder yeah exactly at the cardio at the part. gym
1: too like when i do strength training unfortunately this thing doesn't track strength training as well because it focuses more so on your heart rate and your cardiovascular um, fitness so what happens when you strength train is that because you take breaks your heart rate goes back down while you're resting Mm -hmm. so it's the it the strain that it calculates it's not as high as playing basketball like for example my basketball I played it for like 45 minutes and that had a lot more than my hour and 15 minutes of strength training, which is, I would yeah. say more difficult because I was pushing myself to the limit with every set.
0: And I think that that relates to PCUS really well because of the slow weighted workout method yeah. that even you follow. That's a good It point. just goes to show that your heart rate isn't going all over the place. Yeah. You're getting a great workout in, you know, you're getting your muscles pumped, That's a good point. you're building muscle, you're improving insulin sensitivity, but you're heart rate is at a really stable place at the same time you're doing something really good and healthy for your circulation heart
1: yeah or at least it's not it's not like beating very high the entire time yeah you know which could lead to higher cortisol levels but of course it's okay to have like a little bit elevated heart rate while you're working out that's yeah. normal you just don't want it to like stay that way mm-hmm. for a long periods of time um, depending on each yeah. person, of course
0: Yeah, I love that you can monitor that I yeah. feel like if someone has a cortisol dysregulation issue, this is a great device for that
1: Yeah, speaking of cortisol dysregulation mm-hmm. We've been talking the last few weeks about like how we're going through something really stressful And we don't know if it's going to work out and we've been really stressed out about it Well, we finally have closure Guess what, sisters? Guess
0: what? We bought a house yes we have a nest.
1: After one year of living with Talia's parents, which has been great. No complaints whatsoever. And then one
0: year of traveling and yeah. being nomads. I mean, our stuff is everywhere. It's in storage. It's in the guest room. Yeah. It's in our room. It's just my kitchen stuff is like under the staircase. Like, it's just a mess.
1: Yeah. I mean, no complaints. Like, we obviously have a comfortable, like, life. We're not acting like we're struggling. But, no. like, living in one room with nowhere to put your stuff, no, like, Creative energy to like make it your own, no kitchen to make your own. You know, everything is somebody else's, so you can't even like commit to making something. Yeah. So you're just like, okay, I'm not going to do what I want to do. I'm going to wait a year. I'm going to wait until
0: a little more, a little more. Yeah. Well, we're still going to wait, even though we just bought the house.
1: (laughs) But it'll be fun. We're going to go through like some fun construction, some design. Well, like we want to like loop y'all in, you know, maybe do some stories of like polls of like, should we use this paint? Should we use that paint? Should we use this flooring? Blah, yeah, blah, blah. Like, the it'll kitchen be fun.
0: counter. I'm totally gonna show yeah. the whole experience and process. I think this. I've never been so excited for something like this in my life. Yeah, you know,
1: because the thing is too like. It's been really hard to make content at Talian's parents house because their aesthetic is not our aesthetic. They have more of like a
0: beige brown vibe,
1: beige brown and like more of like there's not as much natural light coming in because that's the way they design the house. It's not that it's bad at all. Everyone has their own style, but our style is more like Mediterranean, white, white, countertops. white, yeah,
0: we can't just like pick up our camera And film in any corner of the house. There's only like select corners. And that makes it really hard to produce content and get creative. Yeah. And. um, I really
1: feel like our content has been like not as optimal because (laughs) of it. I swear like I've. We don't have like the creative energy when you're not in the right place. Maybe.
0: But we were also traveling. And we were in like really dim, you know, Airbnbs. And it was still hard doing it there. Somehow we like pulled through.
1: But. We need a set. We
0: can't wait to have a house that's basically a set. And we can't wait to produce that content for you and just make it so beautiful. And yeah. even like redo the workouts in the sisterhood, oh, refilm yeah. them, make them so beautiful in our own living room or in our home gym that we're going to build. And we'll take you along for the ride the whole oh, way yeah. through. Oh my God. I'm so excited, you guys. I can't. I can't.
1: If anything, with, <laughs> with this, it's just going to step up our content. On In the sisterhood On Instagram Everything like It's just gonna make Everything Home better decor for y'all for so.
0: PCOS women <laughs> Yeah that too That too If we had an unlimited budget I would get like PCOS friendly wood On the floor Like Make sure that the Couch doesn't have like ma- um, Endocrine disrupting yeah, Like I mean, material we can st- on hopefully it Hopefully
1: We still get to A certain level of You know That kind hopefully, of Hopefully But yeah, we'll but. see <laughs> So yeah it's gonna be fun
0: I can't wait It's
1: gonna be fun Congrats babe Woo! I guess let's get into it.
0: Let's get into it.
1: So today's episode is going to be about ovarian cysts and getting ultrasounds and what ovarian cysts can mean about your health, whether they're, you know, preventable or, you know, reversible. We're going to really dive deep into it as well as Tallinn's own journey with her ovarian cysts and how she was able to, you know, reverse them reverse essentially. Them.
0: Oh, I can't wait to tell you this story. Yeah, It's definitely something that they don't tell people when they're diagnosed with PCOS. You kind of think you're doomed, your body produces cysts, it is what it is. But when you learn about them and all the things you can do to reduce it and shrink them and make them disappear, it's so much more empowering. So this is going to be a great episode.
1: Yes. Let's start it off by doing our Monday motivation. These are sisters who are winning Are getting their PCOS wins, reversing their symptoms, and just basically, you know, as I always say, showing PCOS who the boss is.
0: (laughs) All right. First, we have Julia James from The Sisterhood. She says, well, she posted a picture of her baby her newborn baby. And she says, well, sisters, it happened. This little perfect bundle of joy came into the world on May 11th. Like I said in a previous post, just follow the PCOS weight loss method that Talin and Sirak have laid out for you. And this can totally happen to you as well. We are incredibly blessed with him. Hashtag team no sleep, but loving every minute of it. (laughs) Oh, what a cute baby.
1: Yeah, and she has a picture of herself at 31 weeks. And the second picture is uh, is of her with her baby. She baby looks, looks so, so cute and uh, so happy I for you, I love messages
0: like this. Whenever I see someone post a baby in the sisterhood, I'm just like, oh, you yeah. did it. Go you.
1: And you know what this means too for us. Well, with this house, hopefully, you know, in a, in a year, baby making time. Oh, snap. We've been holding off. So we to live on our own place. So hopefully. You guys,
0: we're just going to take you along every step of the way. Yes. All right,
1: next. Our uh, next win is from Kelly from the Sisterhood. She says, hello. So I have been gluten and dairy-free for almost two months already. Not 100%. For me, it's 80%. And everything was going fine. I lost 10 pounds and almost all PCOS symptoms went away. Overall, I feel like never before. I'm also taking ovacetol. Ooh. My only issue is that I haven't got my period since the end of May. And no, there's no chance of pregnancy. Is this normal? I don't know what I'm doing wrong. Any suggestions? So great win in the message. And Excel also a question wins. that we can definitely answer. But amazing job, Kelly, with losing the 10 pounds and feeling like yourself, like like you've never felt before. That's just amazing.
0: I love it. And you know what? Sometimes your periods takes a minute to regulate, especially if you're trying new supplements. For example, ovacetol if you're losing weight, you're making these diet and lifestyle changes, it means your hormones are moving around, all right? So yeah. let's just give it a little bit of time, a couple more months, maybe you'll start seeing your period regulating. Um, it just sounds like you're on the right track and you're doing such a good job. So
1: exactly, definitely give it a little time. Yeah, a lot of times when you're seeing these kinds of, already like results coming mm-hmm. that means like the hormonal issues the, the period issues those are getting better behind the scenes to a lot of most yes. of the time so uh definitely giving yourself more patience as you're progressing is c- could be very helpful
0: yeah any any positive wins means you're headed in the right direction so yeah. keep it up
1: yeah and you'll learn from this episode too how long it usually takes for the ovaries to get healthier and overall for the body to change so we'll yes. get we'll get to that
0: Do you know what the most researched supplement for PCOS is?
1: Yes inositol.
0: But do you know that not all inositols are the same?
1: Hush your mouth.
0: The latest research on PCOS women uses inositol with a ratio of 40 to 1 myo and d-chiro with a daily dosage of 4,000 milligrams. Well, I declare. But here's the problem. A lot of inositols out there do not use the 40 to 1 ratio and many do not have a daily dosage of 4,000 milligrams. So that one month supply of inositol you may last half the time if you take the clinical dosage. Heavens to Betsy! Well, hold your horses, cowboy! That's why I love Ovacetol. It comes in a ratio of 40 to 1, myo and d inositol, and it provides a daily dosage of 4,000 milligrams. It also comes in a three-month supply. And best of all, it's the only NSF-certified 40 to 1 inositol, so you know that it's been third-party tested for purity and accuracy.
1: Well, butter my backside and call me a biscuit.
0: Head over to ovafit.org to order your ovacetal today with our special 15% off promo. You can also find the link in the show description.
1: Well, I declare.
0: Okay, that's enough.
1: Thank God. I'm out of freezes.
0: All right. So now we have a poll.
1: Yeah. And it's about today's episode. So this poll was uh, in the sisterhood. And the question was, have you ever undergone an ultrasound for the diagnosis of PCOS or ovarian cysts? Tell me about your experience in the comments. So we have the results of the poll. Why don't you break it down for us?
0: All right. 3% say, I am not sure if the ultrasound I had was specifically for PCOS or ovarian cysts. I don't know. 14% said, no, I have not had an ultrasound for PCOS or ovarian cysts. 19% said, yes, I have had an ultrasound for ovarian cysts. And sixty-four percent said, "Yes, I have had an ultrasound for PCOS diagnosis."
1: The the results are a little bit confusing. Just from like it's almost like Mm -hmm. repetitive, like the the sentence formation. The way we maybe we could have done it better.
0: Majority of people sound like they have had an ultrasound when they were diagnosed with PCOS. Yeah, and that's what's really important here. I see so many people not getting ultrasounds when they get diagnosed. They miss that crucial step. You really want to see the health of your ovaries. What's going on? Do Mm -hmm. you have a lot of uh, ovarian cysts? Because it's a sign of chronic inflammation, insulin resistance. And we're going to talk about all of that right now. But it's a really important reflection of your ovulatory health and your period health, your ovarian health, where you're standing. And then in six months, you can get another one and see if it's progressed. And it's really important.
1: 100%. To me, it's a little bit alarming that fourteen percent never got an ultrasound for their PCOS. It's a lot. Even if the doctor thinks you have PCOS, they should one hundred percent do an ultrasound to see if you have the ovarian cysts, because that then you want to keep track of those, make yeah. sure that every six months those are shrinking or you know at least going away on the. On How their do own. you
0: even diagnose someone without doing all of the criteria? Like, what is going on here?
1: Yeah mean, right, let's get into the episode topic, which will right help everybody learn more about this and get a bit more, you know, information about ovarian cysts, how to diagnose them and what happens throughout the process.
0: Yes. All right. So I want to start off by sharing my personal story about my ovarian cyst rupturing. So basically, I was around 18 years old or 17 and I had just gone to volunteer at this like music camp that I was <laughs> volunteering at in the summer where like kids would come learn and learn how to play um, like instruments and, and stuff. stuff. Or... Well, my sister used to take piano lessons there. And then, you know, one summer I decided to get like hours for volunteering for school or something. And that's where I wanted to volunteer. Okay. And so that's whatever. Fun. Okay, this has nothing to do with the story. <laughs> but basically I was there, you know, just... With a bunch, you know, a bunch of people, kids, whatever, and I went to the bathroom, and then I came out, and I was like, "Wow, I have really sharp shooting pains in my ovaries. Like, what is going on?" Mm-hmm. And I was like, "I'm fine, I'm fine," and I sat down, and someone gave me Advil, and I was like, "Whatever, you know, maybe yeah. I'm gonna start my period."
1: Sorry, did you say how, how old you were at this point? Seventeen. Seventeen. Okay.
0: Yeah, and I was like, uh, can't be that bad," but then the pain became so bad. That I was literally crippled on the I threw myself on the floor. Wow. And I could not get up. Like it was, people were like looking at me. Like it was a scene.
1: And it makes me feel so sad. I
0: can't, no, I mean, it's fine. We. It all works. When you're my out. wife,
1: it makes me feel really oh, sad. I and mean, for anyone that would, if that happened, it just makes you. me feel very sad.
0: Well, I better not dramatize this, <laughs> take us no, down no, this go rabbit for it, hole. But go basically, It was so bad. And then I, someone called my mom and then she came. I was just so confused. Like I'm 17. I've never experienced this kind of like physical pain. What could it possibly be? I've never heard of a cyst in my life. And then my mom came and she's like, okay, like maybe you have cramps. Let's go home. And she tried to walk me to the car and I couldn't stand, which was like (laughs) extremely, this was so extreme. And then finally they got me in the car and I was like, we have to go to the hospital. And she's like, what do you mean? And I was like, no, it's that bad. Like this is not normal. Yeah. Like, this has gone past the threshold of, like, tolerable pain. Yeah. This is, like, we're going to a hospital. So, we went to the hospital. By the time they took me in, the pain was gone, and I was totally fine. Hmm. Because the cyst had ruptured and passed, and it was just, like, a small ache, and that pain was gone. And so... Do you know what I,
1: happens? I'm so sorry to interrupt Yeah. You. When, like you said, it ruptured and it passed. When it ruptures, what happens? Like, I don't...
0: I mean, the nurse said, oh, did you see, like, discharge? Did you see blood? Mm. Did you see anything? And I don't remember seeing anything, so I don't really know, like, what was happening. But I'm sure that's what people experience. Mm -hmm. Um, And so, anyways, so then I was, like, totally fine. And (laughs) they took me in, like, a wheelchair and, like, put me on a bed and everything. And I was like, but I'm fine now. (laughs) Should I go home? And the doctor came and just slightly put pressure on my ovaries to see like what if the left or the right side or what's going on and then then there was extreme pain when he put pressure
1: Mm. and
0: then he's like yes it's an it's an ovarian cyst that ruptured and that's how he realized what it was and he's like you probably have pcos go to the doctor and get this checked out. So event, so then I left the hospital. I was, you know, I recovered, I was fine. And then I got an ultrasound that showed the string of pearls, which is like a bunch of little cysts on my ovaries, um, lined up just all over. And, you know, and then she's like, okay, you have PCOS. And the best thing that you should do right now is to go on birth control to balance your hormones, quote unquote. Mm -hmm. And, Reduce these cysts and I was so scared that I would have another ruptured ovarian cyst and I clearly was not given any other alternative of like what I could do about this at that moment. Mm -hmm. So I did go on birth control because that was crazy and I was like not down for that kind of pain. Imagine if I was traveling. Imagine if I was on a plane. Like that was a huge situation that could be an extreme inconvenience at the wrong time, you and know?
1: I, yeah, and I'm sure a lot of people feel the same way, like after a rupture over incis or feeling that pain, when the doctor says, Okay, this birth control will help it, you're like, Yes, give me give me anything that will never make me this yeah. uh, never make me feel this pain again, you know? Yeah,
0: exactly. Yeah. So I did take it for a year, but in the meantime I tried to figure out what was going on. I Googled a lot and you know, eventually we came to this point today. Where I have no ovarian cysts, I am as fertile as a salmon swimming upstream, according to the lady who did my last ultrasound, and we're fine. Yeah. And I'll tell you all about how to get there, too.
1: Yeah, yeah. And so when you got off birth control, is that when you really started to, start to see improvements after getting off?
0: Well... After getting off of birth control, all my PCOS symptoms came back. Oh, and I see. who knows, maybe I would have had another ovarian cyst and that whole situation happen again because my face was starting to get cystic acne, which who knows mm. what's happening on the inside if the outside is showing that kind of inflammation, right? Yeah. So, I immediately went gluten and dairy free and I started this journey and like really healing and yeah. Eventually, when I had the ultrasound, to check up they said you don't have any more ovarian cysts you're nice. fine and That's it amazing. has continued like that since then so all of those little follicles and cysts just went away amazing you know
1: i remember you, you saying like how the doctor had told you you may have difficulty
0: getting pregnant getting
1: pregnant and then yeah. after the, after basically doing the diet lifestyle changes and all those things he said or she said he
0: said you're as fertile as a salmon swimming upstream
1: I like that. Baboom, boom boom You're married
0: to salmon. How <laughs> do you like that? You hate salmon. <laughs> okay. Cool. That's my story. And I know that many sisters have this kind of experience. Um, so I'm happy to share mine. Just, you know, so that you know you're not alone. Yeah. These kinds of things happen.
1: Yeah. And also, it's in a way, like, normalizes the use of birth control, too, for anyone who's kind of in that immediate need of help. Mm-hmm. You know, as long as you're aware, like Tanya was talking about, that Once you get off of birth control, all the symptoms will most likely... Now, I don't want to say most likely, everyone's different, but there's a good chance those symptoms are going to come back full force, if not worse. That's what we see with a lot of um, Mm -hmm. our followers, as well as uh, members in the sisterhood. Basically, after birth control, it comes back sometimes worse. So just being aware of that, knowing that it can maybe provide some relief in the short term, but long term, it can make it a little bit more complicated just to kind of be fully, you know... Yeah. uh, healthier. I always
0: think before you get off you have to take these diet and lifestyle changes in consideration and like really take it seriously before you get off so that when you get off it's not as bad.
1: Yeah. Um, should we dive
0: into what ovarian cysts are? and really, yeah. like? Because I was so confused when I was diagnosed. I had no idea why this even happened and no one even explained it. And mm-hmm. if someone explained it, yeah, we could have put it together.
1: Yeah, and we should clarify what the difference between pcos is and other conditions that sound similar so for Mm -hmm. example pcos is polycystic ovarian syndrome however you can also have just an ovarian cyst and Mm -hmm. not have pcos yeah
0: just like a random cyst
1: yeah so there that those those would be two different conditions Mm -hmm. or syndromes but when you do have pcos in order to get the diagnosis you need two out of three symptoms
0: you need to have either hyper not either, but like two out of the three, hyperandrogenism, which is hair loss, acne, like I had cystic acne, facial hair, um, fatigue. These are all symptoms of hyperandrogenism, high testosterone. And then there's ovarian cysts or follicles on your ovaries. And we'll get to that. And then irregular periods. So that's two out of the three, and you can be diagnosed with PCOS. And when I say irregular periods, not only do I mean like if your periods just don't come for like six months or every other month or whatever. But also if your cycle is lasting a little longer and you're not ovulating in the middle of your cycle, instead you're ovulating at like day 25 or day 27, your body doesn't have enough time to be in that luteal phase before you menstruate. So, I mean, there's four phases to your cycle and each phase is very important Mm -hmm. when you ovulate too late It can be like an irregular ovulation You you don't fully ovulate And that's considered an irregular period Mm -hmm. And when you're having ovulatory problems Then that can lead to ovarian cysts And so that's why it's really important to know this Yeah. Even if you're getting your period every 45 days or something That's still irregular It's out of the range And also it may mean that your ovulation is off Because everything is kind of your phases are thrown off.
1: And keep in mind with the diagnosis criteria, two out of 3, you can have you can have PCOS without ovarian right. cysts. Right. You can and just have cysts randomly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can have ovarian cysts without actually having PCOS yeah. as well. Okay. So
0: you might be confused on why I said follicles earlier when I said ovarian cysts or follicles. And that's because follicles are like cysts on the ovaries. They aren't actually cysts. They're misnamed. The people who named PCOS actually said that the ovaries had a cyst-like appearance, appearance. But to put it more accurately, they're follicles. And follicles are baby eggs that haven't fully developed yet. It's like hmm. partial ovulation. So you have a bunch of like follicles that turn into cysts. Mm-hmm. So when your body is preparing to ovulate, you have a lot of these little follicles in your ovaries. And your body will choose one of them to grow an egg to the perfect size to ovulate. And if your hormones are not working properly, if your phases of your cycle are all off, the egg won't grow to the right size to be released and come down and come down <laughs> and be like fertilized and, you know, become pregnant or whatever, the case is. And that egg stays stuck and your body kind of gives up on it, and then it goes for another follicle And that might not work either. And that becomes stuck too. And again and again, they all just get stuck. And eventually, it can appear as a bunch of follicles or cysts, like fluid-filled sacs, on your ovaries when you look with an ultrasound. And a lot of people can end up with ovarian cysts, even if they don't have PCOS, like Sirek said. Uh, Research has also shown that it is more common for younger women to have these follicles show up. And it's not necessarily PCOS. It's just because when you're younger, you ha- you tend to have more follicles that show up in your ovaries than older women. And 25% of the population have follicles on their ovaries, so it's pretty common. 25% a large percentage of that 25% is in teenagers. Mm. So that's a reason it can be harder to get diagnosed when you're younger because they realize that teenagers can have a bunch of follicles on their ovaries, and you might diagnose them as PCOS when you see that. But it's just like common in teenagers Mm -hmm. Who have irregular cycles and higher androgens Because that's a young age Your body's still getting used to like The changes right that's happening So if you got diagnosed really young Check again in your 20s To be sure that it was PCOS And not just like a bunch of follicles
1: Yeah so I want to make sure I understand I understand correctly As your supportive husband Please tell Is So Your ovaries produce All these follicles mm-hmm. Because the follicles Will then eventually Turn into an egg Like one, one month one at will, a time yeah, yeah Every month One of those follicles Turns into an egg Yeah But What happens is That egg isn't able to develop And that follicle Just stays there mm-hmm. And then it Basically That is the cyst And then mm-hmm. This can continue happening Every month mm-hmm. As each follicle appears It doesn't get turned into an egg And it just gets stuck there Right And okay, cool. Exactly. I've been educated.
0: You have. (laughs) So, yeah. So you could have a follicles and be, you know, in your teen years and be diagnosed and it might be wrong. Or you might have PCOS, which 10% of women do have PCOS. That's one in 10 people. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. And when you look at an ultrasound, the PCOS pattern can be more distinctive and look more like a string of pearls around the ovaries. But someone else with PCOS may just have follicles all over the ovaries. So the doctor has to make an educated choice on what the diagnosis is going to be. You know, I know I told you my story about my cyst bursting and causing all this pain and rushing to the hospital, and you might be freaking out that that might happen to you. But let me just ease your mind, because typically the cysts in PCOS women are baby follicles that couldn't ovulate, and they don't usually burst or cause pain, but... There are different types of cysts that can happen alongside PCOS. You can have multiple types of p- of cysts, but just because you have PCOS doesn't mean you're going to have an ovarian cyst burst. Mm-hmm. So we can dive into the different types of cysts as well.
1: And these cysts can go away on their own without surgery.
0: Yes, and we're definitely going to cover in just a second how you can get rid of these ovarian cysts, yep. have them shrink, disappear, takes a little bit of time but it is definitely possible because i've seen it with myself and people have sent us pictures of their ultrasounds and be like you won't believe it i followed the method and i don't have ovarian cysts anymore so it's really incredible cool so should i dive into the cysts
1: sure yeah please tell us the first type of cysts
0: all right so there's functional cysts these are the most common type of ovarian cysts they typically just come and go and um, they don't necessarily rupture. There are two types of functional cysts. There's the follicular cysts, most common in PCOS. These cysts happen when a follicle in the ovary fails to release that egg during ovulation, and it does not dissolve after releasing the egg. And they're usually small and resolve on their own within a few menstrual cycles. And then there's the corpus luteum cysts.
1: Getting Latin now. These
0: cysts form when the corpus luteum, which develops after ovulation, fills with fluid or blood. And most corpus luteum cysts are harmless and resolve without intervention. So these are the two types of functional cysts. Mm-hmm. They come, they go. I don't know what kind of cyst I had that ruptured because it ruptured and then, yeah, I don't know.
1: Maybe it was a follicular. I don't know. Pro-
0: I don't know. Then there's the dermoid cysts, um, also known as mature cystic teratomas, and they're more they're complex ovarian cysts that contain different types of tissue from embryonic cells. Mm-hmm. They can include elements like skin. Hair follicles and even more complex structures like teeth or neural tissues. And they're, yeah, I know. And these may need more medical attention, removal, and are often non cancerous, but you should be monitored closely. Just get an ultrasound, see what's going on. Yeah. And then the next kind is endometriomas. Which occur in individuals with endometriosis, Mm -hmm. which is a condition where the tissue lining of the uterus, the endometrium, grows outside of the uterus. And the endometriotomas form when this abnormal tissue attaches to the ovaries and forms cysts filled with blood, Mm. with old blood. So that's... Definitely something
1: you want to get checked too. So, if you have endometriomas, then that means you have endometriosis and not PCOS, or could you still have both endometriosis it's, and PCOS? It's
0: endometriosis. Oh, okay. That's what endometriosis is correlated to. But okay. the follicular cysts and the corpus luteum cysts are the functional cysts that usually PCOS women see. Oh, I see. And then there's cystadenomas. Cystadenomas. <laughs> I can't pronounce it. they are cysts that form from the outer surface of the ovary. So they're outside. They're not in the ovary. And they're typically filled with watery fluid and they get really large. So if you've had a strong pain, like knives in your ovaries, like it could be one of those. And I wonder if that's what I had, like a fluid, like a big, Mm -hmm. because it was so bad. Like, I don't know. It was definitely not small. So So if, if you have sharp pains and it happens like, often or even if it happens once just get an ultrasound it might be that you ruptured an ovarian cyst see what's going on there maybe they need to operate and remove it i don't know like it sometimes it can be really all over your ovaries and creating pain and it might be dangerous like you have to have it checked to see what's going on so yeah. follow the doctor's guidance and see what's what because you know i think taking birth control for ovarian cysts if they're like so bad i've heard that they give birth control when they're super super bad Mm -hmm. to help shrink them or to not produce more ovarian cysts and honestly when you're at a certain point where it's really really bad it's like i don't know what the right answer is like i i was scared so like i took it you know and then i got off of it and then I was just, you know, free flying and it wasn't very good. Kind of like back
1: to square one. <laughs>
0: so it's just, it's a personal decision, like what you want to do and how you want to yeah. handle like, it, I decision mean, it, you make with your doctor.
1: Yeah, like it may help with the immediate, immediate relief. R- relief of the ovarian cyst. You know? Yeah. You may want to do that at first. And then once those clear, you could then start your journey of getting off to birth control mm-hmm. and step by step plan. Step
0: by step plan, exactly. Which is
1: fine. That's, to- that's actually like, could be a great idea, you know, for some people because. PCOS is not a short journey, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't mean to say this in a daunting way, but you're going to have PCOS for the rest of your life. And it doesn't mean you're going to struggle for the rest of your life. I mean, if you listen to this episode, you care a lot about your health. Or, I mean, if you listen to this podcast, I should say, mm-hmm. we know you already care about your health. So you're probably already taking some steps. So at some point, you're going to get to a point where you're like, okay, I don't really have to actively think about these things. I'm at my, body's, my body feels really good. As long as I maintain majority of what i'm doing for the rest of my life in terms of healthy eating and healthy lifestyle exercise you're going to be okay so right it's just get getting to that part takes maybe a couple years five years months so forth yeah Yeah, sometimes months yeah so
0: let's get into it let's get into how you can treat and manage your ovarian cysts Mm -hmm. tell us so first of course go to the doctor get an ultrasound i get an ultrasound yearly just to see the health of my ovaries. Make sure everything is in check. We don't have any cysts happening, no string of pearls randomly appearing somehow. So definitely get an ultrasound, get down to it. Next, you want to manage insulin resistance. Okay. Insulin resistance, we've said it once and we'll say it again, leads to high testosterone in your ovaries The high testosterone in your ovaries will make it harder for you to ovulate, create irregular periods, make it difficult to get pregnant. All kinds of things that relate to ovarian cysts. I mean, if you're not ovulating, if you're having trouble with ovulation, we're headed towards ovarian cysts. You know what I mean? So managing insulin resistance is so important.
1: Yeah. When when we say managing insulin resistance, it's not like a sexy tip. I know Like do this and do that Because ins- managing insulin resistance Can be kind of vague Yeah You know Like how do I do that
0: Oh we have a podcast episode on
1: it Yeah we absolutely if you, <laughs> Join if you, us
0: in the sisterhood We have recipes for you
1: Yeah or, or like Workouts it, it, In the sisterhood We have a whole master class On how to do yes. all of this So But I mean if you If you go back to our podcast We have a podcast episode About managing insulin mm-hmm. resistance You can mm-hmm. definitely listen to that For a short version of, the, of that information But also you know, obviously, it comes down to majority of your diet. You know, yeah. and it does. It doesn't mean you need to go on a diet. It just means you need to change up your diet. For example, um, increasing your protein intake, uh, finding a carb tolerance that's right for you. That doesn't mean going keto. It just means finding that right level. Maybe it's ninety grams a day. Maybe it's eighty. Maybe it's a hundred, etc. Um, going gluten dairy free for some people it has worked wonders for managing their insulin resistance. You know, dairy and gluten both are. Uh, big food groups that can affect insulin levels so yeah you know that's you really want to start with your with your diet and then of course in, uh, incorporating lifestyle changes that also impact your insulin resistance for example stress um, mm-hmm. is a big big uh, blood
0: sugar w- trigger
1: yeah exactly They they literally say stress and sleep alone can have like A twenty to thirty percent effect on your blood sugar the next day. So, for example, if you have one night of bad sleep, they say it can affect your blood sugar levels. I forget the data, but I remember it was like very significant. Like it really just uh, messes up your what's the word? Rhythm. Rhythm. There we go. I was really shaking my shoulders the (laughs) time right now. Um, So yeah, keep that in mind too. So it's not just about diet, but it's also your lifestyle, your stress levels, and your sleep that can make a big impact on your insulin resistance.
0: Our whole method revolves around you managing inflammation and insulin resistance. And inflammation is the next thing I'm going to say, because if you have a lot of inflammation and insulin resistance, you're not creating an environment for your egg to ovulate properly. And let me take it a step further in nature. If you have Irregular blood sugar levels and insulin resistance, this is telling your body that you are not in a stable environment where food is available, where where if you have inflammation, it means that you're in fight or your body's in fight or flight mode. This is the environment for your egg to develop. And you have a lot of tools that you can use to make that optimal environment possible. And that includes our method that we talk about a lot, and that includes taking supplements like ovacetol, that includes reducing inflammation, trying to go gluten and dairy free as best as you can. And this creates this happy atmosphere for your egg to develop. and it says, hey, you know your blood sugar is stable. Food is not scarce. There isn't a lot of stress in your environment. You don't need to fight or flee anything. You can have a baby. You're telling your body this is a safe space to develop an egg and have a baby. And that's what you're doing, essentially. That's the core of healing the ovarian uh, ovulatory process. Yeah. And of course, it, sometimes it can go beyond blood sugar issues. Sometimes you need hormone therapy, maybe a progesterone medication. I don't, there's, there's things. There are other layers to it. I'm not saying it's like the end-all be-all, but starting here is important because this is the 80% of us have insulin resistance with yeah. PCOS. Why so much? Why everyone? Well, that insulin resistance is going to trigger and ovulatory cycles and lead to ovarian cysts, which is going to trigger PCOS. So yeah. that's why this environment, this happy, healthy environment for your egg is so important.
1: Yeah. And each of these factors are things you can test along the way. So you can test to see how insulin resistant you are. And then you can check your inflammation levels by looking at the uh, blood was? work. Yeah. Blood work. It was called C-reactive, C-reactive protein. protein.
0: I'm going to get all mine done this month.
1: Ooh, yeah, Exciting. Can't wait to see how it comes out. And of course, please keep in mind... For all of these, you want to be really working closely with your healthcare provider, your doctor, because they're going to ultimately know the perfect plant for you and your the level of yeah. insulin resistance, the level of inflammation, because those are the two big factors that we're talking about here.
0: Specifically a naturopathic doctor, somebody who has studied functional medicine to understand yeah. how this all comes together rather than just going for conventional methods that don't really like look into all these layers.
1: Yeah. And then you want to work with them to see if, like, incorporating a supplement like ovacetol can be helpful for you. I'm mean, going all... I mean to tell you it is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so many, so much research is already like supporting the fact that ovacetol and essentially inositol supplements um, are great for ovarian health, egg quality, menstrual regularity, insulin resistance, mm-hmm. insulin resistance, like. Yeah. Key word right there
0: it says on the bag: egg quality and ovulation yeah if i don't understand why someone didn't just give this to me when i was diagnosed with these ovarian cysts yeah they should have been like oh you should take this supplement
1: it's definitely more popular now than it yeah. was when you were diagnosed it was which like, is like 10, 10 12 years 10 ago. 12 years ago yeah yeah but keep in mind too like again you want to work with your doctor on this you don't want to just start taking ovacetol for your cysts without doing anything else and planning it. like you Just talk to your doctor first. Make sure that you're on an agreement on your plan and they can check your levels as you go through.
0: I feel like I talked a lot in this episode.
1: No, this you need to talk a lot. This is your <laughs> area of expertise, for goodness sakes. You, you think I should talk about ovarian cysts the whole time? Sure. No. <laughs> I, talked about what, I talked about the garden for so long last episode. I think this is fine. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, we didn't mention one uh, area of treatment. Which is acupuncture.
0: Oh yeah. Really getting that blood circulation going, especially around your ovaries. And also it helps with insulin resistance.
1: So mm-hmm. Yeah, but- I mean some studies suggest it helps with reducing fibroid size, alleviating the PCOS symptoms and supporting the hormonal balance in conjunction with of course conventional medical treatments and supplements and diet and lifestyle changes. And yeah. I say conventional, I-, I mean like with you know, with your doctor. Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm i haven't gone to acupuncture in a minute
1: wow when we went three years ago it's pretty crazy three years ago or two years ago i don't so know So long know ago long yeah.
0: gosh time yeah. flies okay
1: but ultimately oh. keep in mind too like treating the root cause of your PCOS will help you minimize those ovarian cysts mm-hmm. or follicles that, that we learned about on this yes. episode There, follicles and it will help address an ovulation and just help you on your fertility journey your weight loss journey like your Whatever goal, journey you yeah. want, If you
0: don't want kids, if you want kids, ovulating is still important.
1: Yeah, keep in mind too. Like when we talk about fertility, there's no way to reverse PCOS just for fertility or just for losing weight. They're mm-hmm. all under the same umbrella. Meaning, if you do X, Y, Z, you're gonna naturally improve your um, weight loss progress. You're gonna naturally improve your acne, your uh, bloating, facial hair, hair loss, as well as your fertility. All of that because it all really comes under insulin resistance, yeah. um, adrenal fatigue, or thyroid, or inflammation, or any of the core you know root causes mm-hmm. of PCOS.
0: It'll make you thrive with PCOS.
1: Yeah, and of course there are specific treatments that focus more so on fertility. Like some people take clomid, some oh, people yeah. take certain like IVF treatments. Mm-hmm. That's of course there is that too. But I'm just we're just talking about overall when you're managing PCOS. Yeah.
0: Well, sisters, I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you've had a ruptured ovarian cyst, I hope this was informative for you to just learn about what's going on and what you can do. And if you do have ovarian cysts, I really hope you join us in the sisterhood. Download the app. The link is in the bio. I mean, the description. I always say bio. Yeah. (laughs) The link is in the description because that is the tool that we've created to help you manage insulin resistance and ultimately. Really intense symptoms like ovarian
1: cysts. And before you even commit, I will go a step further to say, show it to your doctor first. Be like, this is the app. They have these recipes. They have these learn videos. They have Gluten-free, these workouts. Dairy-free. What do mm-hmm. you think? And let your doctor like like tell you what they think. Because I can tell you right now, we've had several doctors tell um, our members um, we this have like is it. Yeah, they, they literally there was one from a couple of weeks ago. I think we talked about it on the podcast, but she said that it was a naturopathic doctor and the doctor had told her, OK, you need to eat like less inflammatory foods and manage your insulin resistance. And the sister showed the app and the doctor said, this is amazing. But definitely check with your doctor and see what they think, because we don't want you to um, do anything without your doctor's guidance and without you feeling confident about your your approach as well. Yes.
0: It right, was fun. It's I mean, been a pleasure.
1: Not fun that we're like we're talking about something as serious as cysts, but it was very informative. I learned a lot. I'm glad. Well, I hope everybody has a great rest of their week. It's gonna be really busy for us the next couple of months with this house in a good way, you know, designing, you know, going here, going there. Looking at different materials, stones
0: and tiles, and we're yeah. going to show you everything. So f- stay tuned on Instagram.
1: Yeah, exactly. Follow us at pcs weight loss on Instagram to really, you know, follow along and give us your input because we're going to need some help. Yes. Yeah.
0: All right, sisters. We'll talk to you soon.
1: Take care. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.
0: Word of mouth is our absolute best friend here at PCOS Weight Loss. So if there's someone that you know that you think might enjoy this podcast, go ahead and share it with them.
1: And if you don't mind, go ahead and rate and review the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening to the podcast.
0: It really helps more than you think. Thank you so much for listening and being part of the Sisterhood community.
1: Talk to you next time.